We need your help, Baconeers. A small donation will help the network provide higher quality programming that will result in you instantly getting rewards because who doesn't want something awesome for doing something awesome? So check out patreon.com backslash B-A-C network. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash B-A-C network or click on the link on our webpage. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, with me, sort of, is Deb. Um, Doug very sweetly brought me some band-aids. Because I had a burn. Thank you for that. Okay. And that about sums it up on Deb's contribution. I will punch you right in the dick. Nope. That about sums it up in Deb's contribution. Uh. So, I was watching the new Punisher... You haven't watched any of it, have you? Not at all. I'm, I'm a little bit sad about that, because I made it two episodes in. It's actually... Re- sorry. Forward, not to you. Because it's actually really good. Unfortunately, it's a little bit hard to watch, because... Well, frankly, it's a little bit hard to watch. But, like I said, you have to be very present for it, and you have to actually pay attention. Uh-huh. And Deborah Ann Wall. Okay. Do you know the actress I'm talking about? Yes, Deborah Ann Wall. Uh, she played Karen Page in yeah. Daredevil and pretty much yeah. everything else in the Netflix Marvel stuff. Well, also, she you know, was in True Blood, but still. She was. But like I said, Deborah Ann Wall, she plays a really good character, and she plays actually kind of a complicated character. Because she's... She really wants to help him, mm-hmm. but she also really wants to not fuck up her life. Nothing. Which pretty much happened in Daredevil Season 2. Well, no, but I mean, this is Punisher Season 1, where she really wants to help him, but she also doesn't want to, you know, destroy her life. Okay. And I mean, she's a little bit of a simple character as in the fact that she doesn't have a husband, she doesn't have children. Okay, she's unattached. Yeah, she's as, a, as opposed to simple. But no, I'd still say simple. Okay. She doesn't have emotional attachments as opposed to herself. Yes. She doesn't have emotional attachments as opposed to herself. Okay. And so she's she really wants to help him, but... It's one of those where, in, in the first season of Punisher, we thought she was a prostitute. Like, we didn't know. We totally thought she was a prostitute. Who? Karen Page? Yeah. Do you not remember that? In the first season of Punisher? No, in the first season of Daredevil. Uh, we didn't know what she was hiding. Exactly. Correct. We totally thought she was a fucking prostitute. Uh, porn star, which would be from the comics. Well, she'd like to make a lot more money as a porn star. Okay. But like I said, so, in the first season of Punisher, which, frankly, it's doing very well, but I don't know if we're going to get the second season. Okay. Oh, Deb. Oh, Deb. Oh, Joe, relax. 
like I said. So, um, the first season, she actually does very well. And she actually kind of ties everything together. Okay. And I mean, she's not, you know, that Rosario Dawson. Night nurse. Yeah. Yeah. She's not Claire. Like I said, she does it in a different way. And we talked about this before. The fact that she has a backstory. The fact that she has a backstory and a lot of things she needs to talk about. And... Did they get into that? Because I actually like the idea of Karen Page being more of the connective tissue than I do uh, Claire, the night nurse, uh, Rosario Dawson's character. I actually like Karen Page being the connective tissue. Well, she only does four episodes, according to IMDb. She only does four episodes. Okay. And you haven't watched any. Nope. I've watched two and a half. Okay. And, like... She drags him in. She makes him part of the series. And she was trying to... She makes him punish? No, but it's one of those things where she she's like, this is where I am in my life. This is what's going on. If you want to fucking punish people, then fucking punish people. But she's not an integral part of the series. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. As much as you can make it, Yes. Great. But like I said, so it's one of those things where it's like she is trying to connect him tie up to the rest of the universe. Okay. I've heard that Punisher doesn't really tie into the rest of the Netflix really, universe. He really doesn't. Like I said, he's right. very connected to them in like Hell's Kitchen, but everything Correct. else, no no. Like no hand, no nothing of that. No, like Correct. I said, he he's not, you know, base level brass tiger. He's just, he's not that person. He's not connected to them at all in the very base level um, universe. And the thing is, is that, like I said, he's really, really connected, but he also really needs to shave. He does. Needs to shave. I'm sorry, that was a joke. Like I said, it's it's the fact that he's trying to fit into society again, but he can't. Okay. He needs to do like all of these hard labor jobs to basically distract himself from everything that's wrong with him, and that's from punishing. Well, he needs to punish everyone. Okay. Everyone. But like I said, he's trying to find something that is not him being in the military and him working again. And he just can't find that. Like, he tried construction. He tried demolition. And it didn't work. And he found these people that were basically trying to, you know, plan a job. And he couldn't let them do that. Did he punish them? He did. He punished them super hard. Super hard? Alright, cool. Super hard. What did you watch this week? Deb, if you just want to pass out at this point, um, I'll just take over. What did you watch this week? Well, uh, we skipped over this last week, actually. Uh, The S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 premiere 
happened. Yeah, I'm going to pass out to this. Um, actually, once again, I'm actually really psyched. Once I'm, again, S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten I'm me super excited. Sorry. I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. I really like where S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 is going. Um, I'm so glad it took five seasons for them to figure out where the fuck they were going. Well, okay. Uh, they didn't probably know where they were going on Season 5, but that... Um, Pretty much the entire team, except for Fitz, interestingly enough. Um, and I haven't seen episode three, so I can't speak to that. But that the entire team has seen a new monolith um, and been transported through time uh, to the end of the world, which may or may not have been caused by Quake, Daisy, uh, Daisy Johnson. Um... Where they're basically the world, Earth, humanity, literally humanity, um, the last remaining humans, are on this, like, Cree world cube. I'm really psyched that they're kind of bridging a new frontier, quote-unquote. Um, I, I just think they've been really lazy. Like, really? Like, us to, like, they introduced us to Sky, i.e. Daisy. In the first season. Yeah, in the following four seasons after that. Uh, I think I they built I, they built her up with her being uh, the daughter of effectively Mr. Hyde, played by uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Great. We always want Kyle McLaughlin. I know we do. We always want I Kyle know, McLaughlin. I know. Like I said, I think they were very good lazy. You, I, I think they're... You and I have had this fight before. I think she's uninteresting, and I think she's stupid. No, not her character... The actual idea of her character. But I think that you're falling into the same trap that I you managed to... so many seasons Let me finish. Let me finish. I think you're falling into the same trap that you've been successful with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh. Uh, what? That's a really good show. I know. And I think that the way you sold me Brooklyn Nine-Nine was and I said I don't I like I said Joe Letourneau and um everyone else in the series damn it no everyone else in the series the end I said I don't like Andy Samberg yeah but he's not the lead okay well neither is Daisy Johnson in S.H.I.E.L.D. but they sold her as the lead in the first series, much like they did Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, you're being all over it, but it's absolutely, and you can't say you don't kick the table. Oh, no, I did that on purpose. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, you did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. It's just bad recording on purpose. I'm not, okay. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. It's going to give you, like, a sexual charge. I don't like it. Um. So... I like what's going on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, they're putting him in, once again, a brand new situation. I think that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really, the writers are trying to go, what can we do to make it fresh and new, and let's put him on a space station in the fucking future, well, where they don't oh, know, they, they might, don't they, know what's going they on. They full-on Coulson. What does that mean? completely different situation that nobody anticipated. You're talking about Tahiti for the first season. 
Mid and partially second season. I, I think it's. Um, I think this does build. Uh, they're talking about the Kree, um, the alien space cube that all of humanity is on. It's the Kree. Um, so I think that's adding to the Marvel mythology of you have the Kree. I think it's gonna. Sure. Um, I think it's gonna play into what you've seen with Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, what is it, Ronan the Accuser. Um, he was Cree. He was Cree. He is in the comics. He still is Cree. Um, but I'm really liking what they're doing. Um, has it become kind of a network show? Yes. I will give you that. Oh, Jesus. What? I, I didn't do anything. Okay. Yes, uh, it's absolutely become a network show. It's it's basically, you know, NBC's Supergirl again. Well, that'd be CBS, but yeah. But I, I agree. Sorry. No, I, I agree. Apologize. Um, like I said, no, it's absolutely but a I network don't, show. I don't think it's as watered down as... Supergirl? Supergirl was. Yeah, point. On CBS. Yeah. Um, they, they completely just, like, all of the concepts, they're like, let's make this weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. I agree. I think that, once again, Marvel is ignoring their TV uh, well, Marvel's versus not our... On TV. DC's great on TV. Marvel's exactly. shitty on TV. And we'll, I guess, get into that right now. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah, like uh, I said, Marvel's shitty on TV. DC's great. They've had a hit series for five fucking years. Thanks, Arrow. Six. Actually. Six? Okay. Like uh, I said. Arrow's on season five. Uh, oh. Season six, actually. But like I said, Marvel has had excellent TV for none of them. Awkward, thanks. Don't care. Like uh, I said, Marvel's had hit TV for none of their shows. Like, none of them. Like, the best thing that Marvel ever did was maybe Lucifer... And that's not technically Marvel. It was so, that's not Marvel at all. It's DC. Exactly, but I'm just saying it was one of those like in between places. And DC has had incredible TV. We'll talk about Constantine, forever. which has nothing to do with Marvel. Yes, I know. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll just get into uh, the DC TV mid-season finales. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel really good, actually. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna skip Supergirl because Supergirl it sucks. Yeah. Um, I don't care that Monel is back from the dead and possibly married or any of the crap that got brought up uh, before Crisis on Earth X with Supergirl. I don't give a shit. Um, I the actress could not have they could not have once again DC casting great. Uh, a great Supergirl her. Uh, sister Alex, who's a lesbian who has a one night stand with White Canary. With White, yeah, I did that. With White Canary on uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, all the casting is great. Um, the thing is, I don't think she can carry her own show. Uh, apparently, she does, including Monel coming back from the dead and I being asked married, you, and who gives a can... fuck. You think she can carry her own show? I think she could have. Actually, if they shunted half the fucking support cast. Absolutely. You have a good point. Um, 
the thing is, like, her, like, go-to tech guy, her Q, is the toy man. So, why hasn't he become a bad guy yet? Like, why hasn't... And I don't watch the show, so I don't know. No, you only watch it every once in a great while, but you haven't... Once a year plus. for the crossovers. Like I said, why hasn't he become the toy man yet? Why hasn't... Uh, because, I mean, that's a very easy plot point to put... And if, Same with uh, Martian Manhunter. Like, why haven't they really gone more into the White Martians? I think it has more to do with the fact that the actor's a dick bag. Okay. Um, like he's a giant dick bag and kind of homophobic. But in the main shows, let's go because I really do want to save Legends yes, please, for. I, I do. Uh, I want to say uh, the. I want to save Legends for last. Go ahead. Which is a rare thing for me to say. Um, Legends. So for Arrow, the main season finale is uh, the team has expanded uh, through trust issues. Uh, Mr. Terrific, uh, Black Canary, and Wild Dog have split from the pack of Team Arrow. Um, Even Diggle and Felicity have some trust issues with Ollie. Ollie has some trust issues with Diggle and uh, Felicity, his wife. Um, Yeah. Because they got married during the crisis on Earth X. I know. Um, But you do have, while that's all falling apart, the rise of what I'm going to call the Anti-Arrow League. Okay. uh, Which is uh, Michael Emerson, Mm -hmm. who was like the guy on, um, what was that, a person of interest? He's the guy who built the machine. Um, Yeah, that guy. Um, it's not a good show. I heard it was a great show. I love that his opposite number was Amy Acker. Um, it's him. It's uh, the bad guy from... It's the like brother bad guy character from 12 Monkeys. Okay. Whose name I can't fucking remember. Um, but he plays a drug dealer who gets introduced very early on with Diggle. Um, you have Vigilante, okay. who is... Black Canary's boyfriend from a former life who now has, I guess, immortality? Like, he's got, like, the best healing factor ever. Sad Maracuba? No, it's a healing factor. It's... And it's one of those, like, tortured healing it factors. Like, it seems like bullshit. Yeah, he's kind of Deadpool, but not as cool or funny or awesome. Um, Deadpool? So, uh, but you have the kind of like anti um, Team Arrow group. So you think team season up. six will be good? Well, we're halfway through it. Okay, fine. You think season seven will be good? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see how season six ends. Uh, they'll get a season seven. I think they will. So Deb, Deb based. <laughs> Deb face not carrying a whole lot of weight on this one. Um, with Flash, all the twists. Holy fuck. So, you told me that you went and saw um, Justice League, and you were okay with Ezra... Miller. Being, yeah, Ezra Miller bringing the Flash. Sure. But I still like our Flash. Right, so if you'll let me get to that, then... Fine, I'll be quiet, um, all the twists happened on this mid-season finale of The Flash. 
all of it. Like, this actually does change a lot of shit. <coughs> yeah, I know. So, early on, Flash knows that Cliff DeVoe is the thinker. Thinker knows that Barry Allen is the Flash. A lot of people were very itchy about that. Um, that the bad guy knew who the good guy was, and good guy knew who the bad guy was very early on. I actually liked it because it kind of turned their last couple seasons on their head, uh, where they were holding off on the bad guy identities reveal but the fact is that the thinker swapped bodies with someone who's at their christmas party like family christmas party fucking seriously yeah like that's so uncomfortable actually it is no but just and just oh and by the way he does that he does that while he's framing flash for his murder. Like I said, I just it's like so, the body that so he's so uncomfortable. Like his old his old body that he's swapped out for has been murdered and he frames Barry Allen for it. The I'm thinker so is so uncomfortable. To say the least, because Barry Allen's about to be arrested for murder. Yeah, I guess Barry's that's also uncomfortable. Barry is. When he came back, he was crazy. He got his mind back, but he's still a little Yeah, crazy. once again, and by the way, it does get brought back up, this house is bitching. Like, once again, like, he's, he's still the last couple crazy. episodes, that phrase has come back. This house is so bitching. I, yes, and so I think that is some kind of way to undo the thinker somehow? I don't know. Literally, for for every season of The Flash, we've always been guessing. And for most of us, we can do it accurately. But for this one, like, what does the house is bitching mean? We have no fucking clue. All we know is that it must have something to, to do with undoing the thinker's process. Like I said, he's just so, so uncomfortable. Like, I don't have a better way to describe it. Like, it's one of those things where he goes in and he does everything he does and then somebody fucks it up for him. And then there's another person involved and he just gets completely fucked up. Okay. 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 Great. Great. Let's talk about the season finale of Legends... The mid-season oh finale of Legends. That's all you. Oh, Deb, you're going to love this. You know I've never liked Legends. I know, but you're going to love this. Okay, listening. So they get through Crisis. Good. Stein is dead. Um, you told me that Crisis actually had a big impact on Legends. Yes. Because Stein is dead. Yes. And they all have to go back and kind of deal with everything that's going on. Yes. And Jax leaves. Yeah. So the other half of Firestorm is gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you have before. and you have alternative Earth. You have Earth X, uh, uh, Captain Cold. Yeah. On their team, 
trying to help them through their giving process, which involves a puppet. Jason Joshua? What? The other half of Earth. The Captain Cold. Leo. What are you doing? Maybe if you just smack me. I'm not going to. Like I said, like I said, so they have Leo. Leo Snart, as so opposed to Len he's Smart. married, correct? He's hooked up with uh, the Ray from Earth-X. But he's staying on our Earth. I'm really hard not to fucking beat them. Don't worry about it. Um, so you have Leo, who's the new Captain Cold. The new Captain Cold, who's very emotionally present. It's great ha- watching him play off of uh, McRory, our heat wave. Um, where at one point, Captain Cold, or Leo, uh, stops him from drinking for three days. Does not end well. Uh, especially when they go to Viking times and believe that effectively a Tacomi Elmo, or what they call a Bebo, uh, is their god. But I want to jump to the end of the episode. They successfully, you know, unseat Bebo as a god, and everything goes back to normal, until you see, at the very end, you see White Canary walking through the Wave Rider, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to set it up. She's over there. So you see White Canary walk through the Wave Rider, and you see this, like, puff of smoke. And out of the shadows comes who? John motherfucking Constantine. Like Matt Ryan. Like Constantine. Like like our Constantine. People can't see my face right now, but I had an amazing face. I was like... (gasps) Constantine goes, Hi, love. Like, I'm fighting a demon, and it knows your name. And that's where it fucking ends. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. My favorite Constantine story was like a really short story in the Hellraiser series. Okay, Hell, Hellraiser, yeah. Yeah. And it was about him hooking up with an ex-girlfriend. And he accidentally hooked her up with magic. And after they broke up, he just couldn't deal with the fact that she couldn't disconnect That was the Warren Ellis run. Yeah, it was the Warren Ellis run. And so it was one of those things where he eventually found her as a ghost again. Yeah, that was the Babylon. You know what yeah. I'm talking Yeah, mm-hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, where she has it branded on her yeah, leg. Yeah, she has the brand and... on her leg, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Like yeah. I said, that's my favorite fucking Constantine story. Because it's one of those, like, I affected you, you affected me, now I have it for you. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, I actually pitched the next storyline after that. And got shut down. Um, I actually, with the help of Warren, uh, pitched Hellblazer the next chunk of that. Um, and they passed me up over for Brian Azzarello, which... Oh, of course they did. Oh, of course they did. And, by the way, good for them, because I read his run, which, which was a, effectively... Azzarello, come on. Yeah. Brian Azzarello to begin with, yes. And his run through America, like Constantine's run through America, um, which was fucking amazing. But like I said, it was that was my favorite Hellblazer of all time, is him 
running into an ex-girlfriend and trying to... And finding that ghost, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's trying to right his wrongs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw it that way, but still. So you haven't watched Punisher at all? Nope. I watched two episodes. You've already talked about it. Um, Did you watch anything else? Uh, Yes, and I've read a couple things. Waiting. Uh, we'll talk about what I've watched. Um, the Jurassic World 2 trailer? Okay, did you find it really confusing? I whether... found it incredibly confusing. Also, what the fuck is he doing? Who he? Chris Pratt. In that you thought he or the dinosaurs? Well, both of them. We're trying to blow the, the island up. Like I said, well, both of them, actually. But frankly, Chris Pratt, why don't you just kill the dinosaurs and run the fuck away? Well, he did, and then now he's back. And I repeat, once again, they're baby dinosaurs. Just kill them and run the fuck away. Could you kill puppies? No, I could never kill puppies. You have an excellent And point. that's why Chris Pratt... Yeah, no, you have an excellent point. I would never kill puppies. Because they're like, Blue remembers you, and it's like... Or no. you could just nuke the fucker and be done with it. Game over, man. Game over. No, you have an excellent point. I would, I could never Rest kill... Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. But, yes. Like I said, no, you're right. I could never kill puppies. I eat baby dinosaurs. And that's literally why he's being brought back. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that he's incredibly good looking. And the movie made a ton of money. Like, that's it. Like, I don't you, get... Do you want to go on the glass ball? Well, We'll go in the glass ball and look at the baby dinosaurs. And there's glass balls in there. They're like, oh no, we're falling. Like, god damn, it's the same goddamn movie. The thing is, is that... I'm sorry, I don't like Bryce Dallas Howard. Who does? No one. Exactly. The thing is, her father's a very powerful producer and director. Yes. And she's not unattractive. She's a beautiful woman. She's a very beautiful woman. She was alright in Spider-Man 3. But, I mean, I... Nothing about her attracts me. No. And I don't mean I that agree. in a douchey way. Like, she's a very beautiful woman. I just... I, I don't like her. I don't like you. Sorry. Um, the last couple of things... Okay. And then we'll get into the text I sent you. Uh, we need to talk about the text you said. I know. A lot. Okay. Um, I read Miss Marvel, Volume 7. I love Miss Marvel. You know, I have one and two doll of her. I have one unboxed and one boxed. And I think she's a very important character. Actually, I, also, every time she interacts with Wolverine, it cracks me the shit up. I agree. Um, reading Book 7, uh, I think it actually is very socially impressive. Like I said, I think she's a very important character. She's like the most foremost like actual Muslim character ever. She's Pakistani. Actually, in okay. Go ahead. In book seven, actually it has nothing to do with her being Muslim and I love it. And that's the thing is that that's not her focus. It just happens to be a part of her. That's one of the things I like about Miss Marvel. It's that, like I said, the big thing about her is that not she's Muslim. It's that she happens to be a person. 
all these different parts of herself. And in book seven, you have this actual, literal, weird troll virus that starts unlocking all the secrets in her life, all of her friends' lives, and starts outing them. And it's a matter of her going, is it worth me having my identity outed to stop you? And the thing is, that she's, she's, it was a very interesting thing that kind of made her a superhero, because she was always Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, she was never Captain Marvel. We love, we love Captain Marvel. Sure. What are you smirking about? Um, one, you're, you're talking about not at all what we were talking about, and two, um, i actually smirking because I did buy, um, the trade paperback of Civil War 2, and I haven't read it yet, so, um, I know... I really wish people could see my face right now. I don't think they need to. I think your reaction... Does it? But like I said, Miss Marvel, she's not Captain Marvel. She's a completely different character. Right. And actually, I've had a really hard time finding her T-shirt because I wanted the T-shirt to wear. The burkini? No, the actual T-shirt, which is the lightning bolt. Okay. Yeah, the burkini. Fine, the burkini. And like I said, I think she's a really important character. I just want. I do. Like I said, which is why when I found the character at the Walgreens and the box was super damaged, I bought it anyways. The okay. Funko Pop. Yeah. And then the next day, I actually walked up to a different Walgreens and found the actual Funko Pop that wasn't damaged. Like I said, I think she's a really important character, and she's, you know, she's super important to women, and she's super important to people that are of different religions. And I, you know, she's... I like that she's evolved... To the fact where it doesn't matter if she's a woman no, it or Muslim, I think that, that to the extent of the last trade paperback, mm-hmm. which is damage per second, um, that it's all about having a identity, a secret identity, a um, and this means that, and when you read it, if you ever read it. Um, yes. She talks about that there are high school students with <laughs> secret identities. And it doesn't mean that they're heroes. It just means that you're hiding something. I think... And this whole trade paperback goes into what we're all hiding. I think in, like, to Or what myself, we could be hiding. Yeah, like, to myself, it basically boils down to... You're trying to be the person you want to be, and you're trying to do the right thing. I don't know about you, but like I said, that's kind of what Miss Marvel ever came down to me with, is you're trying to be a good person, and you're trying to do the right thing. And she keeps getting punished for it. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem, is that you keep trying to do the right thing, and they keep punishing you for doing that. So I don't know if that's how you feel about it, but that's kind of how I feel about it, where she always just wants to do the right thing, and it's not necessarily something that gets rewarded for her. Like, every time she tries to do the right thing, it just basically kicks her in the dick. Which she embiggens. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, you didn't see in the Crisis... Sorry, to... I'm sorry. Uh, you didn't see, and I wanted to bring this up. Go ahead. 
that in Crisis on Earth X, mm-hmm. uh, the Adam actually does make his hand big and says in biggin. DC I'm... actually fucking dropped a Miss Marvel reference. But like, well, that's Captain Marvel, but yes. There's a difference between Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. I said Miss Marvel. And DC dropped it. Which is not the same company. This is not you. This is my neighbor. It's fine. So, but like lastly. I said, so, okay. Like I said, I really think that Miss Marvel is a very important. Stuck you in the just chair. have to look forward. No, like I said, stuck in the chair. I really think Miss Marvel is a very important character. Because. Oh, this is where God is like I said, I have one of the unboxed and one of the boxed. And it's just one of those things where she's actually a diverse character. I'm sorry, I don't mean to look at you. <laughs> she's, I know what you mean. Like I said, she's a very diverse character and a character who's trying to reconcile her powers with her religion, which is really hard. That's incredibly difficult. I mean, who does that? And also just her trying to figure out who she is and who she is versus her powers. And that's been what, like maybe two years? Miss yeah. Marvel, what, two years? Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to do. Especially the fact that, like I said, she's a diverse character. So, I, like I said, I think she's Pakistani. She is. Like I said, and they've only been putting out the trade paperbacks for two years. That's really... Oh, uh, more than that. Three years? More than that. Four years? The tribute packs are up to seven. Yeah, but I mean, that's I think that's only three or four years. So if an average tribute back is six issues, that's 42 issues. So four years. But like I said... Almost, yeah. Like I said, it's, she's a very important character, and I actually, to this day, I have a really hard time finding any type of shirt or costume for her. Four years? Four years? That's a really long time. I mean, just, I'm not saying it, just saying. Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Lastly, before we get into the usual ending nonsense, um, I did have a friend who gave me the first book of the Harley Quinn Rebirth series. Harley Quinzel? Deb, you know, we've talked about our love. Of Amanda Connor. You love Amanda Connor. And 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 Jimmy Palmiotti, her husband. But we need Paul Dini. I'm not saying I'm just saying. So they uh, co-wrote the. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's bad. Damn, oh, it's bad. Hey, Paul Dini. Thanks for Harley Quinn. I think we're done here. We're not going to go into the text I sent you. Oh. It's more of a joke than anything else. So, Doug, you sent me a text earlier today because I slipped through apparently nine fucking texts. I'm so sorry I was asleep. It's fine. The text you sent me was, quote, I have already, quote, lived through people, police, geese, blood, and... That's not even in the order. It was, and we'll just get through this, and then... Call it quits. 
Um, I said, my day has already involved blood, the unemployed. Oh, you're right, the unemployed, that's what I missed. Cops and geese. Um, I actually kind of really want to know about the geese. Well, you have to wait till the end. So, blood involves <clears throat> the fact that I'm coming off a cold and that I had a nose nosebleed. Yeah, I know. It's been dry and I've been blowing my nose. So there's the blood. Very sorry. The unemployed, unfortunately, my mom got downsized from her job after what 15 years. What the absolute fuck? No. Are you kidding me? No. Your mother is like completely essential to that company. Apparently not. Um, she was... That's bullshit. A project manager for the VP of technology. A beep. So, <clears throat> it was a, like, come out of nowhere fucking thing. Uh, and that was on... worked for them forever. 15 years. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Uh, this happened on Friday. We're recording on Monday. But on Friday, I started to feel the tickle of this head cold that resulted in the aforementioned blood. Um, and then, so she had to, this is Monday, so she had to make calls, you know, to HR to get whatever she wants out of the office. She left Everything. her notary stuff. Everything. Um, I've had all of our holiday stuff delivered there. So Just, the other I, half I, I of... Don't, I don't even have words. The other half of your Christmas present? You didn't give me my first half. I know. Because the second half hadn't happened yet. I also didn't give you your birthday present. Yeah, you did. It's great. It's the Aloy Funko Pop. Thank you. There's money in my purse. It's over there. Calm down. There's money in my purse. It's over there. Calm down. Ow! Choke. Relax. So, um... The whole blood geese thing. Uh, I need to know about the geese. I'm sorry. So, I show up at the bus station at uh, at Broadway, and I-25 in Colorado, in the state of Colorado. And there are, I, I come up to the bus station to catch the bus to there were geese. your house. There were geese. Well, let's start with there are eight fucking cops. What the absolute fuck? Hassling one dude. I, I don't know what that dude did. I don't know what he did on a light rail. I don't know. Maybe he got his dick out. I don't know. But there were eight motherfucking cops. I'm just going to lay here. There were eight cops. I'm just going to lay here. And let whatever happens happen. And once they were, once they were done... The geese came. All of the geese. And I mean literal geese. Like, I'm not like, oh, fucking... I'm, I'm sorry. Once the cops left, the geese came? All of the geese. And I'm talking a mass of, like, 20... I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. 20 geese decided to cross the street to block the bus I needed to get to record today. And that's where that all came from. No, it was it was Dietrich. Nothing important. I apparently need to go out and ingress. Do you have something to no. defend? 
Well, technically, yes, but no, it's fine. It's just deeper. That means smash and check. All the cops. All the geese. I think we need to record that. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Say it. All the cops. All the geese. There you go. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.